Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. And speaking of ripoffs, I can't believe it. Wells Fargo, that holds the record for the most Clark Regis moments, is going to star again today, this time a new scandal unfolding where Wells Fargo was just stealing money from its customers. It's hard to believe all the rot at the core of the Wells Fargo Apple. And later, selling your home is getting easier and easier. I want to give you an update on what's going on in the home selling market. If you're out there trying to buy a home, you're like, of course it's easier for sellers right now, but there's more to it than that. And by the way, you can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. The job market is, to call it intensely strong, is probably an exaggeration, but several sectors of the job market are intense right now. Employers are desperate. They're frightened, really, at the lack of workers available and the turnover that they're seeing right now. And employers are trying to figure out what to do about it. Uh, One thing I wanted to mention is that there are already employers trying to hire people for the Christmas shopping season. I don't ever recall a year that job postings and solicitations for workers for seasonal work for Christmas that employers are already trying to hire and line up workers now. And that shows just how difficult they expect it to be to hire people for the shopping season. You know, a lot of people during the Christmas shopping season will pick up a part-time job, seasonal job, to pay for the Christmas they're going to provide to others. Well, this year, Christmas comes early for you because you're going to be able to put yourself into competition with employers looking for workers and play hard to get and see what kind of offer you get from different potential employers to find the one that most flexes with your schedule, offers you the best working conditions, and the highest wage per hour. You're the boss this year. Sam's Club, which has been raising rates for its employees, has a new carrot that they're offering to 25,000 of their employees And it's where if they take advantage of a training program that Sam's Club is offering to its workers so their skill levels will rise, they will get more pay. So depending on how much training an employee will 
will take on the pay they get per hour rises. So if you just do the most basic, simple training program, you get 50 cents more per hour. But if you get really involved and do some serious on-the-job training and learn new skills, new ways of doing things, your pay level can easily rise $5 an hour. And the most advanced training will boost pay $7 an hour. So when you think about what the average Sam's Club worker earns per hour, being able to earn much more per hour is a huge change in somebody's lifestyle and take-home pay. And this is a perfect example of what you hear me talk about, about the importance of continuing training and education on a job. In this case, the benefits are so direct and obvious. But a lot of times, employers offer training to employees that goes begging. That employees don't want to be bothered. They'd rather go home. They'd rather not have to do homework. And what you're missing is the opportunity for more job mobility overall in the job market as you develop new skills and potentially promotions and more pay where you're already working. So when employers are throwing free training at you, take them up on it. And the benefit goes both ways, which is where it should be. The employer benefits, you benefit, and ultimately what goes in your wallet benefits. Jimmy joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jimmy. Hello, Clark. Thanks for having me on the radio show. Absolutely, Jimmy. You are building your own home? Yes, I just uh, signed for the building loan last week. And, and, uh, and I got to ask you a question, because this is why I always ask when somebody says they're building their own home. Are you literally building the home, or are you just hiring someone to build the home that you want for yourself? Well, I'm building it with the builder, so I'm definitely a part of the process. But, you know, no, I do have a builder that's, you know, contracting and having, you know, guys come in, but look to be helping him out quite a bit. So, so this is a cooperative effort where you'll actually uh, pick up a hammer and do things yourself as part of the process. As much as I can. I'm impressed because I'm capable of doing nothing for myself. <laughs> well, we'll see how much I can do. All right. Well, how can I serve you in this process? Well, I guess one thing we were I was thinking about was getting a maybe a credit card with some rewards, uh, you know, using the business loan or the, the building loan to obviously, you know, pay off that uh, credit card, but also get the rewards from that credit card. And what card might be good to do that with? Well, that's a phenomenal idea because a lot of the purchasing you're going to do is going to be at uh, at stores that accept credit cards because they want to get paid right away. They don't want to have to wait to get paid. And so you get to get whatever kind of rewards you want. And what is it you really enjoy doing in your leisure time? So I can kind of guide you what reward card program would be best. Well, I guess I'd like to, you know, do some traveling, you know, so maybe I was thinking airline miles, but... You know, and was, do, you want, do you like international travel or domestic? 
probably domestic, you know, low, you know, maybe a little bit out of the country, but, you know, just whatever would be most rewarding, I guess, to Well, your call is around. very, very timely because Southwest Airlines has just, uh, I think it was like last Thursday, came out with a new rewards card that is completely different than any they've ever offered that gets you 65,000 bonus points. And okay. you have to do some charging on it to get the full 65000 So what you'd have to do is within a year, you'd have to charge 15000 on the card, and it gets you the 65,000 points. Southwest points are worth a lot more than other airline points, and they're about to start flying to Hawaii. They fly in the Caribbean. They fly to Central America. Uh, of course, all around the United States, you could get a lot of free tickets out of 65,000 points. That's what I was wondering is all these credit cards with airline points and, you know, how much they're really worth. And so that's why I was kind of aiming towards was Southwest. Well, the Southwest, the advantage of Southwest is that seats are always available on every flight. The difference is how many points, and the more you book in advance, and especially during any Southwest airfare sale, you can translate an airfare sale into ultra-cheap points. Uh, they'll uh, Probably about four or five times a year, they'll offer round trips using points for about 8,000 points total for the round trip. Okay. So if you only bought on those sales you could turn 65,000 points into eight free round-trip tickets. Wow, that sounds really good. The card has a very high annual fee, and you might not want to renew it after the first year. The annual fee is 150 bucks. Okay. But versus the travel... Well, I should hopefully have a house... House built in the year, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you could decide that, hey, it's worth it for what you earn to keep it or uh, burn up your points and get rid of the card after the year. Okay. And it's called... Any other, any other tips you have for, like, you know, for, for going through this process, building a house and, you know, the building loan and all that thing, and all that stuff? <sighs> Do we have a day and a half to talk about it? I one time, <laughs> I one time acted as GC on my own home, building a home sticks up. And I will never get involved in something like that again. I had a construction manager that I hired, but it was more than I could take on. So the financing you're doing, are you doing a variable interest rate construction loan? Um, no, I think, no, it's, it's a fixed rate, you know, just to pay the interest on the loan as you accrue, you know, building, exp- as you, you know, keep taking money from the bank to, to pay off each month. So it's just the fixed rate um, each month on the money I'm taking, you know, from the bank as we go through this process. And if your bank does it like most do, they will send someone out to make sure that the work is at a point that, the draw makes sense. And a lot of people are hostile to that bank person who comes in, but I see that as a great check on the process that if they see corners that the contractor is cutting or problems that they bringing things to a halt by refusing to release funds 
can actually get the project back on a right track. And you want to make sure that you are minding, if there's not somebody really doing that well from the bank, that you're minding that not too much money is going to your general contractor too early in the process so that there's enough money there to get the job finished and get it done right. Angela's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Angela. Hi, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, Angela. You got a question for me about saving for retirement. What's your story? My company gives us the option to choose a Roth IRA, so I did that. But I also want to know if I can set up my own Roth IRA independent of the company and still get the benefits of that money being tax-free. Yeah, so with an employer, it would be a Roth 401k. Oh, okay. And then what you do on your own would be a Roth IRA, and you can do both. I'd like for you to start with the employer plan, especially if the employer is matching any of your contributions in the Roth 401k. Do you know if they have a company match? They do, and I am. Okay, great. So you grab that match, and then if you want to save more, then you're allowed to do the the employer plan. Then, yes, you can go open your own Roth IRA. The only limit would be if you're earning big, big money that once you get above a certain income level, you're not allowed to do a Roth IRA. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't fall in that limit. Okay, so as long as you are, are doing one, you're free to do the other. And if you do both and you really fund those things, it puts you in a position where you're in really good shape for retirement. Excellent. Thank you so much. I wanted to say one other thing is that if the employer plan you have is a low-cost plan, you know, they have to disclose to you what the fees are you pay. Uh If it's low-cost, you could open your Roth IRA potentially with the same company that handles your Roth 401k, so you're only having to deal with one company instead of two. On the other hand, if the employer plan is is one that has relatively high costs, then you want to do your IRA with one of my low-cost companies that I have listed on my investment guide at Clark.com. Best to you with saving. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's Clark Rageous moment, it's like an eye roll that there's more nasty stuff going on with Wells Fargo. For years, I've told you that Wells Fargo is a criminal enterprise impersonating a bank, and I know that's a harsh term, but the pattern is so clear, the abuse, the lack of trust that you could have in Wells Fargo again and again and again, I got a twofer for you on today's Clark Rageous moment involving Wells Fargo. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Rageous moment.
Wells Fargo stole millions from borrowers who took out loans at Wells Fargo for various things who were put into various add-on products that they never asked for, never signed up for, nothing. It was things like pet insurance, legal subscriptions, a variety of things that had very high profit margins for Wells Fargo. And I guess they just figured no one would notice. Well, someone did notice. And now Wells Fargo, tail between the legs, is now having to pay millions of dollars in restitution to people whose money was stolen from them and yet the latest scandal involving Wells Fargo. On the same day that was announced, Wells Fargo lost an arbitration on its brokerage side. And as I've told you in the past, you should never, 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 not ever do any investing through a bank. Banks are good places to have checking accounts, park your money, maybe have a credit card. Never for investing. They're investing Choices are extremely high cost to you. But in the case of Wells Fargo, the pressure on their salespeople and their brokerage side is so intense that brokers put people into securities that turned out to be worthless, including one family that put in money into Wells Fargo, filling out the form saying they wanted only very conservative, safe choices. Instead, they were put into ultra-high-risk investments that went to zero. Wells Fargo now having to pay restitution plus penalties plus lawyer fees of $6.7 million. Wells Fargo's response to that was one of defiance, that they are exploring their options, whatever that means. Your option should be to take your Wells Fargo money elsewhere. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to keep more of what you make, and you can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. Well, before we get started with what I want to talk about right now, i got to talk about a sizzling deal. Last week during Amazon Prime Day, the biggest fuss of the whole thing was about an Instapot. Now, i got to tell you, I only know how to eat food. I don't know anything about cooking food. So uh, this is an area that I really am ignorant about. But the big fuss today is that Walmart is selling an Instant Pot for $49 for a three-quart and then on up to $109 for an eight-quart. And it is... uh, uh, Big discount, apparently. Now, Michael of our crew is our expert on Instapots. And, Michael, you cook in this all the time. Why should people who are uninitiated like me, why should we be excited by the Instapot? Well, a few things. Uh, this thing really saves a lot of time and money. There's, It has a bunch of functions. It's a pressure cooker. It's a slow cooker. It's a rice cooker all in one. <laughs> Uh, as far as saving time, you just put all your ingredients in, a little water, you set it, then you can go about your business, do everything until it beeps, and then your dinner's ready. So it's extremely time efficient. And the Amazon deal last week, was it 60 bucks? I think the Amazon deal was about $10 more than this one. And I've just taken a closer look at this one. It's actually the six-quart version is $49. 
So that's oh, the, that's the actually the perfect quart. size. Six quart is good for a family You're feeds right. about four You're to right. six people. So that's a and it doesn't take up too much space on your counter either. You can easily store it in a cabinet below. That I think is the size that most people would want to get anyway. And now it's the best deal I've seen on it. It's kind of like when you look at the buttons on it, it's kind of like a fancy microwave that you just push for what kind of food it is you're preparing, and it does its own Instapotty thing to it, which I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. You'll have to come over and I'll show you how it works. It's really simple. Wow, a, a dinner invitation. Yeah, <laughs> I'll grab that. Okay, so where would I go to the house Michael bought? And the question is, when he doesn't want his house anymore, how's he going to get rid of it? Well, the traditional way was you had basically two choices. You hired an agent to sell your home or you did a FISBO for sale by owner. And so it's pretty linear like that through the years. The internet has changed it somewhat with the, um, with the various things that both buyers and sellers can find out about real estate as either a buyer or a seller. And think about looking for homes as a buyer, how much more information is available to you than there used to be. And so it is an information-heavy offering now available right on your smartphone. But people expect things to be easier than they have historically been. And I can tell you, selling a home, there's nothing about selling a home that's easy. And that's led to companies that are quickly growing around the country offering new methods for home sellers instead of having to go through traditional listing, try to figure out what asking price to put on a home, having to deal with showings and all that, get the kids out of the house so you can show it, you know, because somebody wants to see it an hour from now and all that. That's eliminated. And the fastest growing player in this is Open Door which is now in a ton of cities, Phoenix, Dallas, San Antonio, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Orlando, Tampa, Raleigh, Charlotte, Nashville, and Minneapolis, and all those metro areas. And they have a smaller competitor called Knock. Now Zillow, the real estate uh, aid on your phone where you see what's available, and they have the Zestimate of what your home's worth and all that. They are now offering a program where they'll buy homes and they're doing it in Phoenix and Vegas and Atlanta, which are uh, three cities that seem to be in every one of these programs. There are a number of others doing this as well, but it takes the uncertainty out. One of the things that Zillow talked about with why they're doing their program is that three out of four people who are trying to sell their own home are in the same process of buying another home. The other one in four are either estate sales because somebody died or somebody's moving into a rental unit. And so most people are trying to juggle selling a home and buying a home and having to deal sometimes with bridge financing, trying to get the closings lined up right and all that. So with these services that will take care of buying the home you're trying to get rid of and just saying, okay, you're fine. You can get out. When would you like to get out? And you get out of your home, it brings new certainty into it. The uncertain part of it is whether the prices these new services offer are good enough versus what you'd be able to get 
going through an active marketing process selling your home. I compare it somewhat to the way it works, if you're familiar with CarMax, where CarMax will buy any car, and people go to CarMax, you take your title with you, they give you a price on your car, and if it's good enough for you, you sign it over right then, and there's your money. Versus trying to sell your own car or trade it in when you're buying another, it's a much streamlined, easier process. So that's the idea behind these home buying companies that have emerged. Some of them give you a tentative price right over your phone. You put in the address of your home that you want to sell, and they will give you a tentative price of what they'd pay for your home right there. So it is an alternative. It is one that will not likely become part of the market in core cities and big congested metro areas like San Francisco, Boston, New York, um, Washington, D.C., inside the Beltway. But in suburban areas, particularly in the Mountain West, where they're the big um, production builders, the publicly traded builders that build similar homes one after another after another, it's really easy for these home buying services to know what fair value is and what the fair market will support and be able to make an offer to you that they can make money and you know you're done and you get out. Bob is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Bob. Hello there. Bob, you have a question for me that came up a few weeks ago and it's this buzz going on that the wise cam is somehow not a wise choice because it allows the Chinese communists to spy on you. Right. I looked into some of the reviews on it, and that's what they talked about, that the cloud was being controlled by China, and even Japan was thrown in there. So I was wondering what you thought about that. And that's not specifically, those kind of posts are not specifically about the Wise Cam. They're about any of the streaming cameras that the protocol is not secure enough and that it would allow anybody to tap in and see what's on your camera and what's going on at your home. Yeah, I guess that would be the main concern about that kind of thing. And, you know, as to whether or not somebody can hack in, we did an undercover, you know, I'm a TV reporter as well, and we did an undercover where we had some... um, what they call white hat hackers, the people who try to find vulnerabilities so a company can fix the problem. And we had tests done where they tried to hack in to cameras I had at my home, and they were not able to. And they were really frustrated because they thought for sure they were going to be able to and have a good TV story, and they couldn't get in. And Mm. so it is an area of cat and mouse where with any of the uh, connected devices, what's called IoT, the Internet of Things, with all these various devices in our homes and our offices and our cars, that the worry is that uh, people of bad intent, criminals, or foreign governments would try to use the ability to hack in to cause problems for us. And uh, one of the worries is with cars being always connected, which is... Uh, happening with newer car models where they're always connected to the internet that criminals might try to seize the control of the vehicle and cause accidents or 
uh, people that were mischief makers might try to cause you to be in an accident by taking remote control of your car. All these things are in theory possible, but Bob, I'm not particularly worried. Like our cameras are external cameras. You know, we don't have cameras looking around inside our house. They're all looking outside. So Mm -hmm. I'm not that worried if somebody were to hack into one of my cameras. And I know that in theory, any IoT item, uh, you know, a doorbell connected through the internet, a camera, a door lock, um, you know, have you seen any of the new door locks that are internet connected? I'm aware of them, but I'm not sure I've seen any. So they're really cool because you set them up on your smartphone. You can remotely open your door. Let's say you're at work and there's a service person who you trust who's coming to your house. You can open the door remotely for them to be able to go in and do the work. And there's concern that if you can remotely open the door to your house, that a crook could too. Sure. So uh, I guess the way I'd say it is, the alarmists are right that all this is possible, but to what result and what end and how vulnerable really are you? So you have to weigh the possibility versus the benefit. Mm-hmm. And for me, having the cameras and being able to survey if the burglar alarm goes off and be able to see remotely, does it look like there's anybody actually there? Is it a false alarm? is worth it to me yes so and the wise cams are have you bought a wise cam yet no i was debating when i saw the uh, reviews i wanted to ask you about it so i've got the wise cams i have both the the fixed frame ones and the pan and and tilt and they're unbelievable values at 20 bucks and 30 bucks respectively Mm -hmm. and the video quality is really great and maybe the alarmists will be right, but so far I'm not convinced. Yvetta's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Yvetta. How are you? Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you. You got a question for me about a business idea. Yes. Um, what is your take on someone owning an ATM machine to gain residual income? Bad alert. Bad alert. <laughs> Instead of you making money, that is your money blowing to smithereens. (laughs) Let me tell you, this is a new hot ripoff. And I'm so glad you're asking about it. You are actually the fourth person who's asked me about, is it a good idea to own my own ATMs in just the last two weeks? So this is really a hot dare to be rich thing floating around right now. I'm curious, was this something you saw on the internet, or where'd you see a solicitation about you owning your own ATM or ATMs? I was, I was watching it on television, and it was a series on Netflix where someone owned their own ATM machine, and I thought about it then. So ATMs are in decline here in the United States and around the world, and the reason is is that people under 40 don't know what cash is they've grown up in an era where money is plastic or money you know with using an app on their phones 
and ATM usage is in steep decline. And so ATM machines are actually being pulled. You're never supposed to say ATM machines because M stands for machine. ATMs are being pulled out of their installs all over the country because they're no longer profitable and no longer attract business like they used to. So you never want to, as an individual, go into something that is a uh, steeply declining business. ATMs are not steeply declining right now. They're moderately declining. But I can see from here they're headed towards steep. So I would stay away. It's kind of like back when cell phones first started gaining popularity. And, Mm -hmm. and yeah, cell phones started gaining popularity and people stopped using pay phones like they once did. And it was a little teeny decline year by year. And then cell phone prices got a whole lot cheaper starting in 1996 for the monthly service. And that's when cell phones became common for people to carry. And pay phones vanished, poof, all over the world. Mm-hmm. So you never want to go in a business that technology has moved on from. Okay, makes sense. All right, well, best to you, and I'm glad you asked me before you got involved. Stephen's with us, and Stephen, you're going to Colombia in South America. Tell me about that. Yeah, thank you very much for taking my call, Clark. How sure. you doing? Great, thank you, Stephen. Colombia is in right now as a tourist destination. Yes, yes, it is. Um, I actually haven't been there in about nine years, but I'll be traveling over there in about... A few weeks from now and I want to know if there's any kind of service out there that will actually change your money you know your dollars into you know their currency and then when you come back to the US can I exchange it back to dollars whatever you have uh, remaining you can but you get clobbered on exchange rate changing back the best thing is to take an ATM card that allows you free withdrawals and then you only take out what you're going to need while you're estimate what you're going to need while you're there. You know, if it's been nine years, one of the big changes in Colombia is a lot more places take credit cards just like they do here. So credit cards are more useful than they would have been a decade ago. And so it would be a great idea for you to make sure you have a credit card that charges no foreign currency transaction fees, so you're using a credit card at par, and then you don't have to worry about having to carry around a lot of Colombian cash. Because people aren't going to accept U.S. dollars. You need local currency. And do you know the ATM card you have, are you allowed to do, can you do withdrawals without paying those junk fees, withdrawing from an ATM? Yeah, Yeah, So, So if you have the free withdrawals, then have your walking around money in cash, but know that your credit cards are usable a number of places. A lot of things, as you'll remember from your last trip to Columbia, a lot of things are cheap enough that you would likely just pay cash instead of use a credit card. But since you can do free ATM withdrawals, don't um, take out excessive amounts of cash so that you're stuck with that problem of how you're going to change the money back when you're ready to leave Colombia and come back to the U.S. Have a fun trip. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet. And they're on a variety of consumer items. Check out ClarkDeals.com.